0: The Panthers pick up a huge win to end their three-game homestand. Head out on the road now for their next five games. And the Panthers, we give an in-person perspective on the Panthers honoring Patrick Hornquist.
1: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome in to this Saturday, December 9th of the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at man 12 follow the show account on X, and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you. Buy FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get a $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And once again, Panther fans, if you have Locked On Panthers as one of your top podcasts on Spotify rap, make sure to show us on Twitter, excuse me, X. Or on Instagram at LO underscore F Light Panthers or myself at Mono Man 12. But the Florida Panthers, they end this homestand against the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, with a 3-1 regulation win at home it, to end their homestand. And it was not a pretty first 35 minutes for the Panthers as the ice was, for the most part, tilted towards the Pittsburgh Penguins. But we do have a special guest here on the show today and he is a recurring guest here on the show and a person who was there in person to witness this 3 to 1 victory for the Florida Panthers and got got to see the Panthers honor uh Patrick Hornquist on tonight as the night as as the Panthers set this up against his former team in the Pittsburgh Penguins as well Francisco aporta Florida Panthers historian and Marlins historian as well uh Francisco welcome back to the show and man not not the prettiest first 35 minutes for the panthers but hey a win is a win right
1: yeah they got it done you know you know how dedicated i am to your show armando i actually went to the game i got a credential sitting up there in the press box with everybody you know just uh, rubbing elbows with george richards so like that's how dedicated i was to being on this show to give you a first person perspective as to what happened today between the pens and the cats
0: Thanks, thanks, man. I truly, truly appreciate that, my friend. But uh, it's crazy because the the story of this game was, man, Sergey Bobrovsky just being, just being focused and just um, his vision throughout the ice, especially was was incredible on the night. And this is this comes with the Florida Panthers, uh, kind of. Pinching into, especially the defensemen, pinching into their own zone, and then creating a lot of um, odd man rushes for the opposition. For the Pittsburgh Penguins, really in the first period, Sidney Crosby got quite a few uh, breakaways on his own for um, on this one, and Sergey Bobrovsky was just there to stop a lot of a lot of them. I mean, the only goal that he gave up was a battle that the that the Pens had in, as the, it was trickling into the Panther zone. And then, and then Riley Smith cashes in uh, on on that on that two-on-one. That's the only goal that Bob gave up on the night. But, man, he, he was just as focused as can be. Had a big wraparound stop on Jake Gensel, which Jake Gensel wanted a penalty at that time when Barkov was uh, protecting the front of the net. But, really, the story was Sergey Bobrovsky keeping the Panthers in striking distance for the first 35 minutes before Paul Maurice ended up changing that top nine.
1: Yeah, so... I was tweeting throughout the game and just throwing out my observations as we were going along and around midway through the second period, I tweeted out that Bob is the Panthers best player on the ice right now. Mm -hmm. And he had to be uh, on this occasion because it took the Panthers offense uh, a bit to try and get something going. There was a lot of, especially in that second period, the Penguins were really dictating play throughout the, that, that period. And then, and then finally, the Panthers were able to get on board late in the second period, right after they, they had a pretty middling power play. And then finally, you go into the third, and, and suddenly the, the, the Panthers started to dictate the play themselves and, and get on the board. And suddenly, it's uh, another one of those grindy affairs that the Panthers always love to keep themselves in.
0: Always, always. Cardiac cats, is, as we like to call them. And think about this, uh, what happened uh, for for the Panthers there. They get the line changes and immediately they go they go on the power play and then even though they didn't score they 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 um they go immediate they score immediately after the Panthers do do have that ice tilted towards the end of that second and then all Larson uh poking the puck through but really the Panthers it really came down to getting the pucks deep of getting in on the four check, winning your faceoffs because the Panthers they lost seven of their first nine faceoffs. And then they finished 18 for 31 the rest of the way on, on, on that one as well. And when the top nine was shuffled, the shot attempt shots for shot attempts four to shot attempts against Corsi 31 to 6 after mm-hmm. that point. And shots on goal were 20, 12 to 3. So just an incredible turnaround. And I know you were the game in, per, in person, but Paul East did speak to Katie Eng- Engelson on the bench right before that all happened. And then the question that Katie Engelson asked was, what do you got to do to get by Jari? And as blunt as Paul Maurice can be, which, you know, he's very glass half full for the most part. This was a glass half empty for what Paul Maurice was saying. It's just, we, he was just complaining mostly about the Panthers inability to get to the neutral zone. Took a little bit of time after that uh, TV timeout interview, but, but also one thing that Paul Maurice said post game was that Etu and and lundell were the two guys he did not swear at uh when when he went talking to the team and those were the guys who mostly stepped up when those line changes happened at two with the with uh the goal on the second chance opportunity which the panthers never looked back a- after that and then anton lundell a primary assist and a secondary assist on the night after a face um win that 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 really got that at two goal uh going and just you know with, with, with that, it's just you, you got it's 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 about timing too, when to when to go off on your team and when you th- when you know that they can be better as well. And the Panthers sure, surely responded on the night.
1: Yeah, as far as the observations with regards to um, Lundy and, 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 you know, OEO and and uh, there's a particularly uh, great hockey team. Uh, account that uh, it's called uh, Hockey stack Cards, and they always publish their uh, for each game their scores by each of the players. And the Panthers had, w- which is always nice to see that the Panthers five of the best players on the ice by their metrics were Panthers players, right? And but up there you had OEL, who uh, had a fantastic game today, got one of the stars today, uh, and then you had Anton Lundell, who was number two, and you could see it throughout the game. How much uh, he was affecting play in a positive way. Now, of course, Evan Rodriguez, who's finally got his stick calibrated the other game, and, and finally got some goals. He seems to be like he was always kind of right there with his offense. It just wasn't able to to uh, shoe it in, but but now he's starting to uh, get uh, uh, get his stick working there a little bit there, and as well as uh, Dmitry Kulikov had a pretty good game as well, and then Etu, who of course. Uh, Scored the uh, second goal of the game, so yeah, yeah, some positive play from those guys. But man, and then of course early on in the game, in the first period, like uh, Kachuk had a had a fantastic opportunity went off the pipe, which was uh, right there. But uh, but the offense had a tough time going mm-hmm. midway through that game, and and you know, Maurice's comments mid game were were warranted. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and we saw that Montour was trying to find Kachuk multiple times. There was one shot pass that just couldn't connect to the tape and then redirected off of uh, Kachuk's skate, and there was a little bit of an open net uh, there at the, at the and just couldn't connect there uh, to the score there. And here's also a very impressive thing. Gus Forsling did not have the best night, a lot of uh, poor breakouts, but at the end, the Panthers did get a very fortunate uh block shot and it, the puck getting stuck in Gus's equipment to get uh, to get a faceoff opportunity for for an opportunity to get the puck and clear the zone as, as well. So very fortunate situation. But also we got to consider um, not 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 trying to discredit the Panthers winning, but pa- the Pittsburgh Penguins did go into this night a little bit banged up and had a lot of call ups from Wilkes-Barre uh, Scranton on the night as well. Nolichari went on IR pr- pr- prior to. The game as well so a little bit of a situation uh there for the pittsburgh penguins and thankfully even with that six on four uh the panthers they they were able to lock it down when needed uh most as 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 well so that that's in pittsburgh over their last 37 now on the power play so not 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 the not the best time going right now in uh, pittsburgh for for sure but we're going to transition over to segment number two where we are going to discuss our three stars and when we thought this game was won or lost. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, Pharmacies are running out of antibiotics, like Amoxicillin, right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if your significant other or one of your, or a loved one gets sick and it kept them from getting life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, you will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses including UTIs, respiratory infection, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete a physician encou- your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharma- pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared for than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code on. To get $20 off your order. Locked On has officially announced the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 to covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On. Plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Segment number two here on this Saturday, December 9th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Saturday, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a three to one victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins to end their three game home stand at two one and o. Oh, right before h- hitting the road for the next five from Columbus all the way to Western Canada and Seattle, but Francisco. uh Three stars of the night. This one is pretty easy for me. is number one. Etulis is uh number two for getting the GWG. And Anton Lundell. We've spoken quite a bit this season about Lundell his need to step up. When you look at the bottom six as far as goals, it, it's mostly the top, the top six, uh really getting the most of the goal scoring. I know OEL has been uh producing on 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 the blue line as well and really the only bottom six guy who's really getting a, a good amount of the goals is kevin Stenlin. but anton lindell even though he did not get a goal on the night he was consistently noticeable as, as well and and really this game changed as as when panthers started getting the bodies really to the net and that's and that's what happened when you when you crash and you 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 for the panthers, Lundell was that guy in front of the net where got, all eyes were on him, and then they lose all of Reckman Larson there for for that first one and then that key face off win for the for the for uh the finish forward to resulting in Etu's goal uh so i thought i thought i thought the, 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 those are my three stars of uh the night how about yourself, my friend?
1: Yeah, I mean, Bob was just a, a beacon for the Panthers today. That that was – and there were multiple breakaways or, or odd-man rushes for for Pittsburgh, especially midway through that game, and he was absolutely solid in most of those and really was only beat by, um, you know, Malkin uh, using his big body to be able to keep the puck in and then fling it on over to Riley Smith. Uh, number two would be Lundell. He was incredibly noticeable today, uh, just – a lot of positive play from from him that's allowed other guys to be able to uh, do what they need to do, especially like OEL putting in that that goal towards the because it really nothing was working for the Panthers until they finally crashed the net and just finally were able to, to poke it in there uh, throughout that chaos uh, in the second period. And man, can I give a can I give a, a third start to an opposing player? Because man, Riley Smith really has it out for the Panthers. Man, the cup was not enough for him. He just gets up. He's still angry about being traded a long, long time ago. Man, that guy does not like the Panthers anymore, man. Sheesh. But uh, yeah, to be those three guys. uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just uh, and, you know, Panther fans haven't forgotten his comments uh, after uh, during COVID about playing in a bubble and talking about the crowd. But look. Uh recently, w- when you when you look at the average attendance, I mean, this is a Friday night. A lot of people are out of school uh as well out there. They don't work tomorrow. And the Panthers are averaging almost 18,000 a game. I'll, this this I'll They're you, in the top 10.
1: I'll tell you this. So uh, my brother-in-law is a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I went with him to the game today, along with my dad. And I've seen a ton of Penguins versus Panthers matchups for like the last decade or so. And, you know, the Penguins have always been a premier franchise for the NHL for the last decade and a half since Crosby got there. And the crowds, there's plenty of Pittsburgh transplants down here in South Florida. Okay. Lots of Yinzers. But that ratio was always like, you know, 60 40, sometimes 55 45. And you could, they were pretty much very, very loud throughout uh, all those games. And today, Today was, was the first time, of course, the Panthers defending Easter Conference champions, but uh, very noticeably less yellow, black jerseys out there. I would say maybe 15%, maybe, and I'm just being generous there. There weren't many Penguins fans there. Maybe they were embarrassed by the Steelers losing to the Patriots yesterday and just maybe. not showing their face. They're Pirates fans, so, of course, life is sad. So maybe, I have no idea, but... There was the Panthers fans of have, have, have been filling up that arena and it's not, oh, you know, tr- transplants and snowbirds are coming down here for, for Christmas or what have you. Uh-uh. These are legitimate hometown fans that are are really packing up that barn.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's great to see what happens when you have a winning product for sure. Uh, as far as when you thought this game was won or lost, but in this case, won. For for me, it was shortly after the Panthers took the lead. The uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, that save on Sidney Crosby, the Panthers. The and and this is the thing. Credit to the Panthers. They they turned it around after the second period. They were the giveaways was eleven to seven after, wh- where the, which where the Panthers had more of the giveaways after. After two, that that was not a, th- a thing in the third period, but the rare giveaway that the Panthers did have shortly after they scored, and Bob was just right there to 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 stop that to stop the um the start the star forward the num- former number one overall pick, which I I am with Alexander Ovechkin when he says that him and Sid cha- um say possibly save the NHL. I'm I'm with him there. I I get where he comes from there, but that was the moment where I thought. The Panthers have this, in the not necessarily have this in the bag, but they're on their way to getting two points on the night. What was your moment?
1: Yeah, that, that seems like it as, man, it was noticeable to the crowd how much Bob was really standing on his head at some points for the team because he started hearing chants, Bobby, Bobby. I don't know if you could hear that through the TV screen, yeah. but it yeah. was pretty loud and clear. Noticeable. Uh, it was uh so it's very nice to see fans uh supporting Bob It was some rough going the first couple seasons with him, and since the cup run he's been a different player or, or the vesna level player that everybody thought we were getting, and sometimes, yeah, you just need your goalie to be the best skater on the ice and he was
0: no no doubt and Another 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 win for Sergei Bobrovsky, and con- the Panthers continue to just climb up and up and up. And Boston Bruins lost uh, last night to the Buffalo Sabers, so they don't don't sleep on these Panthers for uh, a, a possible chance to get one step closer to uh, the Atlantic Division. I'm checking the standings as we uh, speak. Uh, so they are three points behind the Boston Bruins, but the Boston Bruins do in fact have a game in hand. So that is your standings. Uh, watch for uh, the Panthers on the night uh, on a three-game night uh, in the NHL, which uh, the the Boston Bruins were off on on the night. Uh, but one of the Panthers' opponents actually did play on Friday, and that would be a good time to transition to segment number three uh, to preview the Panthers' uh, game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. But but also, we are going to discuss the in-person experience of the Panthers honoring Patrick Hornquist. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. And if you want to... If you want to make a bet on possibly the Miami Dolphins scoring the over against the Tennessee Titans, uh, Monday night football, all, all the bright lights will be on the Miami Dolphins this Monday. You might want to go to FanDuel. You could bet on certain things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and the Locked On podcast network segment number three here on this saturday december 9th edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast thank you once again for making the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a saturday edition of the show with florida panthers historian and myself francisco aporta uh and by the way i want to give a special shout out to panthers public address announcer andrew imber Happy birthday um if you are happen to be listening to this and yes, I actually, they announced
1: it during the game it was nice.
0: So I happen to be in the arena 5 years ago today when the Panthers faced off against the New York Rangers and they lost in a shootout. I happen to be in town, stayed in town. Do you know what very iconic South Florida sports event happened uh the very next day Mr. Historian?
1: Wait, so okay so you play the New York Rangers. Uh, usually, the Rangers come to town around the holidays. I guess the miracle in Miami with the Dolphins.
0: Ding, ding, ding. That that go. happened five years ago to this day. So, after going to that game, the very next day, I debated whether I wanted to go. Pretty expensive ticket. I said no. I passed. I, I was still in the area. And then the moment that happened, not only was I happy, but I was thinking I should have gone. I should have. Mm-hmm gone to that game uh but just a, a, a crazy weekend that was five years ago crazy to think that that part in history happened but let's uh let's get into the night the panthers honoring patrick hornquist facing against his uh former team and let's not forget uh the the story of patrick hornquist even being traded he had to waive his no trade clause in order to come here and and, and all and just uh and this was at the beginning of Bill Zito's tenure as the GM. And what were you and they showed the video on the broadcast and, of course, the socials as well. They shared it there. But as far as the in-person, the ceremonial puck drop with Sid the Kid and Barkoff. And what, what were your thoughts on on the ceremony?
1: I mean, it was nice. Uh, it just, um, you know, he, he's not getting his number retired or anything like that. But it was a great acknowledgement for, for both sides, both clubs there. That he, you know, most recently played for to end his career, to show how much he meant to both the Penguins and the Panthers. I think it was. It traits like that are like statement trades, where you know Zito brings in a guy like Hornquist, who's a, you know a glue guy, character guy, and someone that brings a culture shift for the Panthers. Because remember, it was. He came along in in 2020, right? That was um, a 2019, 20 season, I believe. And he, 2021, 2021, sorry. Um, And that was the Panthers transitioning away from, you know, the Dell Talon era and into this era. And you need guys to be on board and buy in. Not only from the internal perspective from, but from outside as well, because if they were going to make a destination of sunrise for other NHL players. They needed guys that were established that could come in and be like, look, I want to make my mark here. And I want this to be the new, the new Mecca of hockey, right? Sorry, Toronto. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, but it it starts with something like that, where you get one guy that's like, Hey, I want to be here. And I want other guys to come along with me. We've got a great group of guys. Got Barkov. Got Ekblad. Like this is it. This is where it's at in Sunrise. And it's not cold in December. Like that's that's something that is incredibly important for the Panthers. And now you're you see it. You see it. I mean, unfortunately, Hornquest, his final season, right? Just the body wouldn't let him, right? Mm-hmm. But he was there in spirit. Of course, he was basically like Unadis you know, Haslam for the cats in, in yeah. that finals run uh, just a a, a a last guy there was kind of like a coach at that point. Right. And, and it was his tenure here. I'd always call him like my Swedish man crush because he just kind of exudes that energy from me. You just he, a guy that you love to have him on your team. And as you saw throughout the game, they were playing the, the the tribute videos and all the his former teammates and, and and coaches saying how much they appreciated him as a person and a player. So there's not many guys that that have that leave that sort of impact on a hockey team and on multiple teams. It was Nashville, it was Pittsburgh, and it was here in Florida. So Patrick Hornquist is one of those guys that that should be around hockey for like the rest of his life and it's great to see people acknowledge him for who he is so yeah it was a great ceremony he was there with his his wife and his two kids so very very nice
0: yeah and also spoke to the media in in between intermission as well and just great to see and just going to list the former teammates shea weber carl hagland Sidney crosby mark andre fleur and sergey Browski as far as the speakers in uh the interview and of course and then the the highlights of Patrick Hornquist hearing the great Doc Emmerich as well on, on it, and just like we miss that guy in this sport <laughs> for for sure. And uh, also some of the other things that other guys said. Gus Forsling, uh, his fellow countryman, saying uh, that he called him, saying that the team needed him when he was claimed off of waivers. And then he did sit down with Jessica Blaylock during the um, during the intermission as well, and uh, and spoke about how. How it, it, the decision for him was easy when it came to sk- skating with Montour and Ekblad helping them out and getting their conditioning right as well, and and the guy who just likes to be hands on as well. So a uh, big, uh, big congratulations to Patrick Hornquist, and hopefully, hopefully now that he's in the hockey operations side of things with the Panthers, that he'll have just as successful of a career as uh, on the ice, uh, off the ice as he did on. Funny enough, there's a thing for the, with the Florida Panthers of bringing guys the moment they, like the year after a few years, a year the year after or a few years after they get a game winning goal in, in a final. <laughs> we saw that with Dave Bolin in 2013 for for the Panthers. That, that was a free agent signing, but in this case, it was a few years later with Patrick Hornquist, and it was a trade. So I know I know uh, Dave Bolin is not a very popular name in uh, the Florida sp- Panthers uh, sphere uh, as far as that with that they contract. Were still paying that, him. <laughs> yeah. And it costed them, uh, unfortunately, Lawson and Krause uh, at the time, as far as that. But now, now moving on to the road trip, five game road trip. Panthers start off in Columbus and Seattle, Vancouver, Edmonton, and then Calgary, all in that order. Uh, for, for this next one specifically coming up, Panthers, second time they'll be seeing the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in last matchup at home, blue, 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 a three nothing lead. And and came back came back late. Nick Cousins scores on a, on a turnover by Ivan Provorov, and then Carver Higgy gets the game winner as well. But the Blue Jackets did break their three game losing streak tonight against the St. Louis Blues. But the the big storyline for uh, for Columbus is just b- benchings we and and scratches. We've seen that with Patrick Lane. We've seen that with with. Uh, with uh, Johnny Goudreau and the minutes distribution between their young guys and their, and the, and the top guys, the the Adam Fantilles, the Kent Johnson's uh, I know they had a a few uh, rough years when, when uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois left and all Seth Jones as well. But I, I feel that the coaching staff for, for the blue jackets is not really embracing the youth movement as, as much as they should, at least in my opinion, I know, They had that bad situation with Mike Babcock going into the season, but that's really what's been going on lately for uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Just not not as much ice time as you'd want for these young guys as well. And that's the first game of the road trip for for the Panthers. This is a real big opportunity for the Panthers to really continue uh, against a team that basically for the Panthers have dominated the last few seasons. We've seen a lot of games where it's been five, seven goals even against Columbus. I assume Bob's going to start because former team, a great record against and then the very next game against the Seattle Kraken they've they're losers of six straight right now and Anthony Stolarz has been decent and the de- the depth scoring uh, the Seattle has depth depth scoring but they don't have that top, that go-to guy as well yeah Jared McCann scored 40 but maybe maybe we see that that kind of goalie rotation uh at least to the start of the road trip i know it's really hard to predict these things but how are you viewing uh the, the upcoming road trip for the Panthers?
1: Well, it's going to be a long one. Um, That's Northwest swing is uh, usually pretty tough just by the, the travel distance and everything alone. But, and there's some, some interesting storylines there with Columbus. It's a terrible team. That's that the Panthers should beat. They should beat. Now, uh, what do they do? Well, we'll see, but I I feel like that we, that's, from my perspective, Stolar should start that game and save Bob for, for Seattle. And then, you know, you have Vancouver's playing pretty well. Uh, People are trying to see whether you know they've been, they've had a lot of um, statistically, a lot of puck luck to start this season. And, and, you know, sometimes that helps out a team at the beginning to kind of push them forward. But people are seeing, trying to see if, if that'll balance itself out and, and we'll see how, but Vancouver's got, uh, you know, a pretty solid team just to start. Of course, Quinn Hughes out there as well. And then you have the, the interesting cases of the two Alberta teams Mm -hmm. who, whether they play up to their potential is what we'll see. Now, Edmonton can be kind of scary, especially Mm -hmm. right now. Giants awake. Exactly. So they're they're winning four, three right now
0: against the, the exactly.
1: So that's that those are very dangerous games out there in Alberta but especially Edmonton right now because they're they're trying to play a lot of catch up right now and there's only so long that that offense can not produce
0: <laughs> you mm-hmm. know
1: and McDavid has just been playing like a man on fire right now and he has to but but especially ever since the, the meme came out with him just looking absolutely angry on the bench <laughs>
0: If you guys get an opportunity to look up McDavid's goal tonight against the mm-hmm. Minnesota Wild, please do so because it is an absolute filthy goal that he just made Mark Andre Fleury look silly on 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 the night. Um so definitely want you guys to lo- look look up that goal by Connor McDavid and I believe they're winners of 5 straight at at the moment looking this up as As we speak so their winners of five straight about to be six so things are working out for them and that that uh, Saturday night hockey night in Canada, uh, they'll be sharing the same slate time slot as the Tampa Bay Lightning versus Calgary Flames so a lot of the Canadian fans are going to be able to see Florida. <laughs> uh, for a lot of Alberta versus Florida there on the night. So just a little bit of an observation there. But Francisco, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast where the Florida Panthers uh, defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins 3-1 to Honor Patrick Hornquist. And now it's time for them to hit the road. Uh, but tell everybody where they can follow you and your work online, my friend.
1: All right, so on X... FLA Cats history, so the Panthers story in there, so that's where I'm doing all the stuff with regards to the Panthers. Posting clips, posting clips from like 15 years ago and everything like that for your viewing pleasure. I've got at Marlins history, so that's there for all the Marlins fans out there. Jim Leland made the Hall of Fame, so yay! So hopefully the Marlins get one more guy to join the Hall of Fame along with him so we can have some fun in Cooperstown next year. And, uh, you know, that's pretty much it. I'm on tiktok and instagram as well for both of those accounts you can also subscribe to my youtube channel i'm going to try and start doing things there as well but i've got an archive of old marlins games and marlins clips as well as some panther stuff on the side so if anybody wants to see that and we'll see whether in 2025 whether gta 6 will have amaranth bank arena inside of it i don't know how much they're gonna have in that game but there could be a possibility that we'll get the, like the Leonida lions hockey team.
0: Maybe (laughs) they do. They do have Flanagan's there, but just under a different name. Uncle Jack's. That's what it's called there. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much, uh, my friend. And I will see you next time. Okay then. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. The locked on Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On HL Network, including Locked On Lockdown Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steve Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listener of the day. So I'm Armando Velez with Francisco Porta. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day.